You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm your host, Michelle Broad, certified women's health, adult nurse practitioner, and hormone specialist. I'm a daughter, I'm a wife, mama, and nan of two, and I'm the founder of the Well Woman Network, an online women's health educational portal, where we help high-achieving businesswomen just like yourself uplevel their business and life by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate through providing impactful and valuable women's wellness content and coaching programs so that they can feel empowered and informed when making healthy decisions for their own bodies, thus showing them how their health is their biggest ROI for their business and life in a non-judgmental, not too sciencey way. All right, ladies, so today, excuse me, I've been having this raspy voice all day, but today I just wanted to come on here and talk to you from my heart. Today's episode is unscripted. It is just doing something that I feel we need to do, and especially something I feel I need to do. Because, you know, if we want to see change in the world, I love that saying, you know, you need to be the change that you want to see in the world. So that's what today's podcast episode is all about. It's about being raw and sharing with you my feelings because a lot of the times, ladies, you know, myself included, just like you, perhaps, I just keep a lot of my feelings and my personal life and everything really close to the vest. I don't share a lot. I don't talk about it a lot. And there's various reasons, you know, sitting, talking with a girlfriend just yesterday, And I said, I think part of the reason that women have such a hard time with this or harder time than men do is because we feel like we're going to hurt somebody or we feel judged when we talk about how we truly, truly feel. Like if we're talking about our spouse and we have something to say about them, we're afraid that people are going to judge us or like myself, I feel like if I talk about somebody and the other person knows that somebody, I feel like. I'm giving them a bad impression of that person. And I don't feel like it's my responsibility to do that or it's my job to do that, so to speak. If you can kind of get my gist, you know. But I just don't feel that we can make any real impact in disrupting women's health education or disrupt any type of topics that are hard to talk about unless somebody takes the stand and first starts talking about them. And there's always somebody who takes the first stand, right? That's how things get started. So today's episode is just about me talking about the challenges of being a health provider or caregiver for my mom, who's 91 and has the beginning stages of Alzheimer's, and just how difficult this road has really been, you know? So part of it is that I think when you're a caregiver, it depends on who you're caregiving, okay? It depends on that relationship that you have with that person, you know, long-standing, short-standing, whatever. And that plays a big factor into it. And I think it plays a big factor in who you are as a person as well, as a caregiver. And, you know, it's so much easier to give advice than it is to take advice. And, you know, when I moved my mom in with me a couple months ago, it's been almost like, I think, three months now, or if not longer, I think, she was really going downhill. See, she lived in an apartment by herself, for over 16 years at this one apartment complex, but she lived by herself longer. My dad passed away when I was 20. So my mom has been on her own for a long time. And she's, for most of that time, she's been living on her own. And she was, for the last 16 years, she was living in a senior apartment complex. And, you know, things weren't, you know, bad initially. I mean, they just started getting bad in the last, you know, 10, five years, right? And in the last couple months before my mom, I moved her in, my mom's health was starting to really go downhill. You know, she was forgetting to, you know, take her medications. She wasn't getting up until, you know, until all hours of the, you know, afternoon. 
sometimes she didn't get up. She'd be up all night long, you know, and just the state that she was in when I, when I went to her apartment and found her, cause I knew something was off was not good. It was not good at all. She just, she hadn't been taking her medicine. She had a bladder infection. She was dehydrated. She was, you know, stuttering. I thought she, it was like she had a TIA, which is a trans ischemic attack, a mini stroke, a lot of different things. So, you know, I just needed to make a quick decision and decided that, you know, she needed to not be on her own anymore. And, you know, we had, given that we had talked about this prior to this happening, but you know, when people have Alzheimer's, it's hard to have conversations with them because, you know, they forget. So anyways, I moved her in and I rehabbed her and, you know, she got better, much better to where she's functioning again and all that kind of stuff. But the Alzheimer's, you know, is just kind of like setting in a little bit more and more. And along with Alzheimer's, I'm telling you, it's just one of the hardest things to do and to watch is people's attitudes and people's moods and how they change. And with my mom, you know, attitudes and moods change like the day, you know, it it could be one way in the morning, a different way in the afternoon, a different way in the evening. Today could be a good day. Tomorrow could be a bad day. You know, moods just fluctuate and you have to understand that, you know, when you talk, when you say stuff, you know, it's hard because you as a person, again, feel horrible when you say this, but my mom and I, you know, we have a mutual respect for each other because we're mother and daughter and we, and we do love each other, but my mom and I are so very different. I mean, we are different as night and day. My dad was my person. You know, my mom has always been a very hard negative type of person, always hardcore, you know, like just like has a wall built up around her. Never had many friends when she was, you know, growing up. I don't ever remember really honestly seeing my mom happy for much of her, much of the life that I saw her there. Okay. She was always hardworking, just came from a family of nine kids, you know, didn't have much life was tough, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, whether this wall built that she built up was in lieu of protection, whatever, you know, could be, don't know. But when somebody has Alzheimer's, those traits tend to come out even worse when the wires start getting crossed. So when she moved in and she's starting to get better on her bad days, she can sometimes like be off the rails, like really be verbally abusive, very mean and hurtful and says stuff, you know, that is very hurtful and just, you know, thinks that, you know, my husband and I, that we're we think she's crazy. We're out to get her. She doesn't trust people. You know, they become very, very suspicious and they don't like a lot of stimuli. It has to be very, you know, quiet. And so we've had a couple episodes where she's had outbursts and we've had these huge, I call them coming to Jesus talks. Don't want to use Jesus name in vain, but those are the kind of talks that we've had. But recently, you know, and it's been over the past three months, it's been very, very stressful for me because you know, I'm a very spiritual person and I feel like I am, you know, in a godly realm, I am trying to do my very, very best going above and beyond, you know, placating her, trying to please her, you know, and just, it doesn't matter. seems like sometimes what you do or what you don't do, she's in a bad mood, you know, complains about everything, has something to say, is agitated. And, you know, you can only have so much patience sometimes, you know? So, this week, she had been having a bad week for like about two weeks, but the last week it was really bad. She was getting really nasty, just really 
something like a bug up a rear about something, you know, and just was coming unglued. So the other night I came home and she was in full blown, just, you know, tantrum, yelling at me, you know, saying all kinds of hurtful stuff, blah, 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 you know, and I'm trying to be calm, but you know, at a certain point, I, I just can't. And I'm just, I just verbally get back at her because it's not fair. And, you know, people say, yes, you know, it's unfortunate because the caregiver remembers, but the care person who's giving, who's getting the care, they don't remember, you know, they forget easily, but still as a caregiver, you know, even though we have to try to understand and we remember it, it doesn't mean that we have to allow it and accept it all the time. You know what I mean? So she came unglued. Then the next day she woke up and she was having a horrible morning, started in again. And I just had had it. I just had it, walked out the door and said, I'm going to go for the day. I got to get away from you. I was texting my friends. I went over to my girlfriend's house, Rama's house. And I just literally, you know, cried on her shoulder and just, just melted to pieces, you know? And normally I would not talk about this. I just keep it inside, but I went and talked to my husband. I told him what happened. He kind of knew, you know? And last night as I was driving home, I just, I just didn't want to even come home. I'm like, I don't even like being in my house anymore. I told one of my girlfriends, I said, you know, I've never hated my life so much as I have since my mom moved in with me. And, you know, when I said that, I was like, oh my God, it mortified me because I'm like, I'm actually saying that it's so horrible to say that, but it's the truth because, you know, until you're in it, you just don't know, you know, and then you're going to look at assisted living places, you know, and the people tell you that you're normal, which is a good thing because they're telling you, you go a lot, you go along with it, you know, but in the process of all this, you know, I've lost a lot of weight. People tell me I look terrible and I'm trying to gain it back just because it's been so stressful. You know, I get this pit in my stomach and part of it is because like I said, you have to understand the relationship, the relationship between me and my mom is that she's my mom and you know, it's much more hurtful when it's coming from a parent or somebody that's a family member than it is if it was somebody that you didn't even know when you were just caretaking, you know, a stranger or something in the hospital, right? Or on a, on a nursing home. Okay. You get to know them, but you don't know them like that. And, you know, that way when, when they say very hurtful things to you and rip you apart, it's, you know, you don't, you tend to take it less personal, but I'm a very sensitive person and I'm a very flexible person. My gosh, you know, I'm very flexible. I just, you know, I don't get mad at a lot of things. I, I use, I call myself like Gumby and flexible, right? And I can take a lot, you know, cause I practice medicine. So I have to be able to be resilient, you know, but it just came to a point where I just said, I cannot take this anymore. So she woke up this morning and, you know, wanted to just talk. And I said, okay, you know, and it was actually last night <clears throat> and she was crying and she apologized because she did remember what happened. And, you know, we had a long talk and I just said, you know, mom, you say that you love me and you want me to be healthy. I said, but this is not a healthy relationship. I said, this is just not healthy. I, I can't take it anymore. I can't take your up and down moods. I can't take you lashing out. You know, you're, you're nice one minute, the next minute you're a total biosh, you know, and nobody wants to be around you and you're nasty and you're agitated and she sees it. And so last night we kind of both decided that it's time for her to get medicated, you know, lightly, I'm not going to do anything harsh because I would never do that to her where she's totally numbed out, but something to take the edge off. 
you know, and she said, God, yes, I need that, Michelle. She goes, I need that. I feel angst all the time. And I can see it. You can see it in her personality and everything, you know, but I've talked to a couple of my girlfriends. I talked to my friend, Judy. Thank you for being there. Rama, thank you for allowing me to cry on your shoulder. My dear friend, Linda, her mom, she knows what it's like. She went through it with her mom. You know, sometimes you just have to talk to people and you have to really just be honest and open and just letting them know, you know, where you're coming from and that you need some support, you know, because I was sitting here trying to be strong, but when I was going to work, I was constantly worrying like, okay, well, what, what am I going to go home to? What is she going to be like tonight? You know, wake up in the morning. What is she going to be like? You know, and I get it. You know, I'm trying to learn too, because, you know, she thinks that we think she's crazy, which that's her thoughts. We don't think she's crazy. She thinks that we're trying to take away her independence, you know, and it's not, but, you know, I talked to her when she's in her sound mind and I said, you know, mom, being dependent means like you would be in bed all day. Somebody would be changing your diapers. You couldn't get up. I said, you have 85% of your, of your independence. You can get up and walk around. You can go out. You can go to the bathroom by yourself. You can do all these things. I said, but you're 92. And there's certain things that with age, you're just going to automatically lose that independence. Like you can't drive a car anymore, mom, because you would not remember where the hell you are. You know, you don't even remember when we go around the block, when we go on a walk you know, and you have to remind them of that, but you know, they remember why you're talking to them about it, but they don't remember tomorrow. You know, I mean, she'll ask me like, what did we have for dinner last night? You know? And then when I'm trying to tell her these things, that's where she says, Oh, you think I'm crazy. And I'm like, no, but when you're not listening to me or hearing me when I'm telling you the truth, because I told you I would never lie to you, you're making it sound like I'm crazy. You know, you never did all these things that you say you did at your own apartment because she didn't for the last six or seven years, I did everything for her. Even when she lived independently at an apartment, I took out the trash. I cleaned her place. I grocery shopped. I made all the food. You know, all she had to do was heat it up. She never, she gave up all of that. You know, she even gave me the mailbox key. So she, cause she didn't want to go to the mailbox anymore. She, she stopped going to the trash. She, she just left her trash on her, on her, you know, patio. And when I came over, I'd have to change it. My daughter and I would cook for her, do all these things, but she doesn't remember that she thinks that she was over there, you know, standing at the stove making omelets and three course meals, you know? So therefore when she's at my house and I don't want her to do that here because I don't want her to burn my house now because she burnt several pots over at her own home. She thinks like, Oh, you're taking away my independence. So it was crazy, you know, and it was just the last two days were so horrible, so horrible you know, that I just was ready to pack it all in, you know, and just like, okay, I, I just need to get her the hell out of my house because my sanity is not going to take it, you know? And that is such a sickening feeling, you know? And I'm just coming on here being raw with you because it's like, you know, we have to talk about it. You know, sometimes you just have to be willing to bear your feelings and your gut feelings, you know? and let people know what the hell you're going through. It's affected my business because I have no energy or enthusiasm to even continue on doing it because I'm so stressed out, you know, and I'm just gonna let the cat out of the bag here too. We're moving to Colorado next year, probably February. And so not only did I have her apartment that I had to clean out, sell her stuff, which I still have a ton of it in my garage. I'm trying to pack up my own home to get it ready to sell, trying to go to Colorado to look for homes out there. And then I've got this 
on top of it, you know, <laughs> and I'm trying to help my daughter with her kids. Not that she puts them on, on me, but you know, her, my grandkids, because my son-in-law is deployed, you know, and it just, you know, it just is soul sucking sometimes, you know, and I have done my self-care stuff, trust me, you know, but I was out of my CBD for like two weeks because my company that I ordered from was on back order. So I didn't, wasn't getting really great sleep, but I was just going to bed with so much stress, wondering what the day was going to net tomorrow was going to be like, you know? And like I said, I'd go to work and I'd be thinking about it all day. And, you know, even though I was doing my walks and doing, you know, take, coming home and taking some baths, you know, you can do a lot of the self-care stuff, but you know, mentally, sometimes you just need extra stuff. And that's kind of like where I told my girlfriend, I said, you know, I'm just going to put my business stuff on hold until January. I opted out of a couple of my accountability groups until January, just saying that I need some space and grace for myself to just give myself room to breathe, you know, and to like really think I was talking to my friend Raymond yesterday when I was over at her house crying on her shoulders, like, you know, what, you know, what is this journey? You know, what am I supposed to be getting from this? You know, what am I supposed to be learning? You know, and God's teaching me a lot of things, you know, like number one, I know I'm a people pleaser. Okay. But people pleasing can be good when the people that you're trying to please appreciate it, but it can be very hurtful and harmful if the people that you're trying to please, no matter what you do are never going to be pleased. Right. And that's kind of like my mom. And I know that she doesn't, she can't control when she gets in these rages. It just, it's the wires crossing and it just escalates. It's kind of like, you know, if you have a toddler, you know, and they start throwing a tantrum and they just get so wound up, you know, that you have to just grab them and hold them sometimes and just calm them down. That's just kind of like her, you know, and like last night I was telling, I was telling her, I said, you know, mom, you know, what do you want me to do when you get like that? <laughs> because I, I don't know. So you need to tell me how to navigate this. You know, what do you want me to do? Because, you know, I just, you know, my health is like going into the toilet. And, you know, we talked about it, like I said, so I'm going to be talking to my geriatric friend who does practice geriatric medicine and just try to find a light antidepressant, you know, and something to calm her nerves down so that she doesn't get so agitated over every little thing. Because this is another thing about Alzheimer's. Every little noise, like a noise in the house, it could just be you drop something and it's a noise or the dog barks. They get panicky. They think something is going to happen. They think somebody's going to come in the house. They just, and at nighttime when they get that sundowner syndrome, it's even worse, you know? And I thought, I, I thought, you know, Hey, I can handle this. You know, I can handle her moving in here, but I'm telling you, this has been the most challenging experience that I have ever had to deal with in my life ever. And it's so challenging because it is so emotionally grounded Okay. And her being my mom, you know, I've worked for years on trying to get over the buttons that parents, you know, that she pushes and she gets on me for, you know, and you try to work through that little girl thing, you know, and I'm telling you with her being here, when she gets in those moods and she gets on me, it's like all of the work that I have done, the inner work just goes down the proverbial toilet because she knows exactly what buttons to push, you know? And like last night when I was driving home, anticipating having to walk in the door. I'm like, okay, telling myself, you're a good person. You're a good person. This is not your fault. This is not your fault. You are doing your best. You are doing your best to try to calm that angst that I feel in my stomach. 
because I honestly feel like I have like a little bit of an ulcer, you know, over it. And I've upped my probiotics. I've upped my digestive enzyme because I'm just so nauseated a lot of the time. And so, you know, I realize that. And that's part of like where I talk about, you know, to you ladies about becoming your number one self-care advocate is like, you have to know when to step in for yourself. You have to know when to advocate for yourself. And after yesterday, I just had it, you know, there was going to be some new ground rules. Things were going to change because my health matters to me. And I told her, I said, mom, I have to protect myself and I have to protect my health just like I have to look out for you. I can't do it anymore without us putting you on some type of medication, you know, and as hard as that is to say and to talk about it, I wanted to come on here and just be raw and real with you. So maybe you know what it's like. Maybe you're going to have to go through it in the future, you know, but that's why I want to provide this community. This is why I am working so hard to establish the Well Woman monthly membership so that we can talk about these kind of topics. We can bring somebody who's an expert on Alzheimer's. We can bring in people who specifically help caregivers, you know, to talk about these things. I want to bring in experts that talk about HPV, you know, where each month is a different topic, but we're learning new things, but where we have a core Facebook community where we can go in there in privacy and talk about those hard topics. So we don't feel so alone because in all honesty, I was feeling so alone, so alone. I didn't want to talk to anybody about it because I felt like, oh, they were going to judge me for saying those harsh things about my mom. They were going to judge my mom, which, you know, because I'm ta- I'm telling them all this crap about her, you know, and they don't know or they haven't met her. And like, oh, and then when they come to me, they're, oh God, they're going to think that she's this, you know, raving lunatic, you know, when it's really not her fault. So, you know, that's where the community comes in. See, that's where my girlfriends came in. My friend Linda, her mom went through this. She was there for two days giving me a pep talk. My friend Rayma, you know, made me lunch yesterday and just sat there with me with tea and let me cry and just said, hey, I get it, you know, and gave me scriptures to read. And I saw a friend because I was going around looking at nursing homes because in part of her rampage yesterday, she decided that she didn't want to move with me. She wanted to stay here in California and didn't care if none of us came to see her anymore. And I'm like, okay, you know, she's yelling at me. This is what she wants to do. What am I going to do? So I just went to this one assisted living facility to check it out. And I ran into one of my girlfriends because her mom happens to be there. And, you know, she just gave me some words of wisdom. And the, the lady who showed me around this assisted living place was just a blessing, really, you know, blessing, letting me know that, hey, you know, you're not alone because I was on the verge of crying all day yesterday. My eyes were bloodshot all day. I went to tell my husband that the blowout that happened when I came home last night, he had a big bouquet of flowers and he had my favorite Cadbury chocolate. Cause he said, you know, when you came to see me, I just thought you were going to crumble in a million pieces on the floor and you looked terrible. And so he said, I'm, I'm, you know, so he was there for me. And, you know, it's, it's very different for him because she doesn't really do it as harsh to him as she does it to me. But, you know, she kind of still gives him some jabs. So, you know, but, but he, we know, we know, right. And you say, I know I can let it roll off my back, but it's sometimes it's hard to let it roll off your back when it's a parent or when it's a loved one or it's a sibling, a brother, sister, whatever, you know, a family member. It's just not as easy to like just close the door and just, you know, wipe them out, especially when you have to help take care of them because financially my mom can't do it on her own. She can't. And even if she gets into this assisted living, I'm going to have to pitch in, you know, a good sum 
to help her. But, you know, I'm willing to do that, you know, and she thinks because we talked to her about moving into an assisted living place, like we're, like we're tossing her aside. We don't want her anymore. So when she's in her right mind, I have to tell her, no, that is not the case at all. You know, that's not what we're looking at, you know? So I'm telling you every day is a different day. So, you know, if you are a caregiver, you know, I'm right there with you. You know, after we had that talk last night, seriously, I walked up my stairs, I dropped to my knees and I prayed to God and I said, thank you, Lord Jesus, for mellowing her out because at least tonight I can go to bed with us and have a sound sleep and not have that angst because we, we, you know, she's not that person anymore because I was just waiting for the minute when I walked in the door last night for her to just start all in again. And she was a completely different person. So, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be learning from all this. I'll probably understand it more. (laughs) Sometimes when you get to the end of the tunnel, you understand the forefront. You don't understand why you're going through the tunnel, but I think it's just to learn to have compassion, you know, and to really turn on that compassion hose a lot heavier. So if you're going through any of this kind of stuff, ladies, you know, you know, reach out to somebody, you know, if you want to reach out to me, you know, you can always connect with me over at Well Woman Network on, on Instagram, DM me, you can join Well Woman Network 360. You can always just, you know, join our Facebook group. You can email me, you know, just on our, on our, on our website at wellwomannetwork.com. There's a place where you can just get on our newsletter. And if you want to email me, you can, you know, my email address is michelle at wellwomannetwork.com with one L that is. And, you know, just don't sit in anything that you're going through. I guess the whole agenda for today, I just wanted to let you know that you're never alone in whatever you're going through. Whether you have an illness that you're facing, a crisis that you're facing, one of my girlfriend's best friends is going through a divorce. You know, when you're going through it, you feel alone. And a lot of times you feel shame, you feel guilt. You think that you did something wrong and it's not good to sit there all the time by yourself because it can be really self-destructive. So, you know, reach out to somebody, a friend, a girlfriend, a spouse, anybody, you know, a support group, and, you know, try to look at it and understand and learn about it because I'm trying to learn all I can about Alzheimer's to try to better equip myself to be a better caregiver and, and understand what's going on, you know, in her brain, because I think, you know, that's good for both people to understand. So, there it is, ladies, raw, tear, tear-filled, you know, but it's just putting it out there, wanting to be the change that I see in the world. So also, I just want to let you know that I will be recording podcast through the end of November, but I'm going to take off the month of December. So we will not be recording any podcast new in December, but we will be back again in January just because I need to, I need to take a break. I need to just stand back. I need to get my sanity back. I need to gain some weight. I need to just, you know, really up my self-care and I need to just some time to breathe and kind of get my energy back to start 2023 on the right foot, because there are so many things that I want to accomplish and do in 2023 for y'all. So, um, I'd really love it if you would go to wellwomannetwork.com, go to our membership page. And if you would just sign up and get on our waiting list, just because you sign up does not mean that you have to join. Our membership is going to be $29.99 a month, ladies. That's a dollar a day. That's less than a cup of coffee. That is if you go to McDonald's, that is. And we are trying to learn what you guys want because we want this to be a community-centric, driven 
membership, meaning we want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to learn about. Who would you like us to have guest? Do you want us to give you meal plans? Do you want to have exercise plans? What kind of speakers do you want? What kind of challenges would you like to see? How would you like us to support you? What other membership? I, I don't know of any other membership out there, ladies, that asks you 100% what you want, and we're going to try to deliver it if we can. Now, we can't give everybody 100% what they want, okay? You just can't please everybody all of the time. But we want to give, you know, 99% of what the average people are all saying they want and bring that to you. How do you want to hear it? Do you want it in an audio form? Do you want it in a MP3 form? Do you want it in PDF form? There's going to be choices. You know, we want to hear from you. That's the difference with this. And, you know, our mission and our movement is that we want to educate 10,000 women by 2025 to be their number one self-care advocate. And how we're going to do it is through this membership by disrupting women's health education. The topics that we're going to talk about, getting informed, understanding our bodies as women so that we can have intelligent conversations with ourselves, with our friends, with our providers. We can stand up for our rights, our healthcare rights, whether we're getting good treatment or not treatment, we're going to understand about our body. So we understand if something's off and how to fix it if we can for ourselves, but how to go and get and seek help if we need it. You know, that's where things start to change. So I'd love for you to get on the bandwagon. I would love for you to become part of our movement. I would love for you to be one of the 10,000 women that we help become their number one self-care advocate by 2025. So if you've got a girlfriend or two, come on, bring them over. The more, the merrier. But we have to start somewhere, and this is where I'm starting. So go to wellwomannetwork.com, go to the membership button, drop down. There's plenty of different, there's different places on the page that you can sign up to get on the waiting list. And like I said, you just, just cause you sign up on the waiting list doesn't mean that you have to join. It's $29.99 a month, ladies. I mean, come on, that is cheap. That is a dollar a day. It's like, and then it's like, you're getting a nurse practitioner in your back pocket. Cause we're going to have zoom calls once a month. If not more, if people want it more, we'll do it more, but once a month, at least, or we're going to talk about the topic of the month. Or if you want to ask questions and you want to get some guidance, I will be there to guide you. I mean, I, I want to be able to help you as much as I possibly can. I can't prescribe for you because I'm not your medical provider, but I can help guide you. I can answer some of your questions, you know, and ladies, I've been there. I've seen it. I've done the research. And even though there's a plethora of information, yeah, you could go get it for free on Facebook or I mean, not on Facebook, but on Google, but does Google email you back? Does Google get on and talk to you personally? And does Google bring you, you know, fun challenges? Does Google give you free stuff? Does Google care about you? Does Google, you know, want to hold you accountable? No, it does none of those things. But in our membership, that's what we're going to do. So I encourage you to sign up at wellwomannetwork.com, hit the membership button, get on the waiting list, because we're going to prepare the whole month of December to get ready to rock this membership and get it going in the month of January, February of 2023, in the midst of me moving to Colorado. Okay. <laughs> so thank you ladies for listening today and um, letting me vent and let me tell you a little bit about my heart and for, you know... And for myself, I'm, I'm really proud that I came on here and I'm opening up a little bit to let people know where I'm coming from and that, you know, I've been hurting and I've had, I'm having some health challenges, but you know, I'm, I'm figuring it out. All right. So until next week, ladies, thank you so much. Come on over to at well woman network on Instagram, leave us a DM well woman network 360 on Facebook, follow the podcast, 
share it with a girlfriend, sign up for our membership at wellwomennetwork.com slash hit the membership button and get on the waiting list. And you know, hey, let's take this next journey in 2023 and beyond together. Let's disrupt the, the world of women's health education in a big, impactful way. So until next week, ladies, may God bless you and bye for now.